0: Chapter 38 of Juggernaut, A Veiled Record This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Roger Moline Juggernaut, A Veiled Record By George Carey Eggleston and Dolores Marborg Chapter 38 A year later How do you feel today? The same. Helen keeps her eyes fixed on the handle of the cracked wash-pitcher. The physician looks at her curiously for a moment. After a little, he says, "'Have you no friends?' "'None,' without ceasing to study the cracked pitcher. As usual, the woman leaves no chance for further questions. As he rises to go, the physician says gravely, I think if you could force yourself to arouse, you could throw off this, this disease that is sapping your vitality. It is more a disease of the mind, I think, than the body." "'Doubtless,' the physician says. Well, good day, lingering a moment longer. Good day, from the bed. He has attended this woman, who was on his charity list, for two months, and he has never heard her utter more than one sentence at a time, and seldom a sentence of more than one word. She has looked in his face once. He will never forget that look. Since then she has studied the wall, or the broken window, or some other object he may speak for five minutes at a time and she makes no sign that she hears him unless he asks a question he cannot decide what is the matter with her she lies here day after day apparently unattended indeed he is not certain but that she is starving though she has said nothing when he has inquired if there was anything that she needed anything he could do for her he has made inquiries of the irish woman below of the dutchman across the hall and the italian above but he only hears below that she's one of your fine ladies and across the hall and above he has heard no matter what he has discovered that the daughter of the old iron man in the cellar goes in once a day and is paid ten cents for it or used to be Now she goes for sweet charity. He can learn no more. He calls only occasionally now. He can do nothing for her. He does not know what is the matter with her. As she lies here alone after he is gone, she clasps her thin hands with a weak movement and gives a little moan indicative of weakness, of pain, of sorrow perhaps, perhaps all three. After a time, she says aloud, He is to blame for it all. The old gleam is in her eyes, the old relentless expression in her tone. She turns her face to the grimy wall with a smothered groan. She lies with her eyes shut while the dusk closes in. The night sounds in the street reach her through the open window. The room is hot and stuffy, The odors are intolerable. They are intolerable in their suggestions. It is not the subtle perfume that arouses an emotion, but what the perfume suggests. It is not the fume that disgusts, but what it suggests. These fumes suggest a Chinese restaurant, an unclean bedroom, a garbage barrel, a swill cart, and the stale memory of bad tobacco. All this is tinctured with the Dutchman's cheese over the way. A child is bawling in the street. The Italian above is beating his monkey. A coal-heaver is cursing his wife and has just thrown a bottle at his brat, which accounts for one less sound, for one more silence suddenly occurring. And Helen lies on a bed assorting these sounds and smells. Helen patrician Helen, Helen of dainty habit, fastidious Helen, brain's wife, brain's Helen. Do you want anything? The old iron man's daughter thrust her kindly dirty face inside the door. Nothing. End of chapter 38. Recording by Roger Moline.